the Pure Dead Gaming podcast. What's up, Pure Dead Gaming listeners? Hello and welcome to another weekly roundup of the latest gaming news, shitty platinum of the week, what we've been up to and what we have been playing. I'm Jessica and I'm joined by the dream team, Craig and Andy. Hello. Hey, up. Hello. If you are new around here, where have you been? If you're a regular listener and want more, don't forget you can check out our website for more news and written reviews, or you can also check out our Twitch or YouTube channels, whichever one floats your boat. Uh, we've been streaming some games in the past couple of weeks, haven't we, Craig? Yes. Don't forget to give us a follow on our social accounts as well to keep up to date with all things Pure Dead Gaming. Yeah. How are we both this week? Fantastic. Good. Oh, good. Pretty good. Another, another week in lockdown light at the end of the tunnel which is pretty good Mm -hmm. got a a message today saying that i can start playing football again on the 17th of may i think i mean potentially potentially (laughs) so the the exact message i got was you're now officially in pre-season training Mm -hmm. (laughs) get get fit and i was like all right That's not happening, is it? I was, I, the message I replied back to him was, it will be the first game of fives in history where ten guys turn up with gloves begging to go in nets. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before we start, I have something to ask potentially the audience, not so much you two, because I know, Andy, you're not a big coffee drinker, and mm-hmm. Jess, you are, but you'll be disgusted by this. Uh I often, on my way to work in the morning, stop by various establishments that have a Costa machine. Mm-hmm. Quite like a Costa in the morning. So, so you don't actually balance, go into a Costa? Our bank balance does not like a Costa. No, no. it does not. <laughs> Expensive but, stuff. Aye. So you go into the Costa, you get the machine, and I quite like a caramel latte. A, a latte's alright, but I quite like a wee dash of caramel. Yeah, in he it. likes the works and everything. I do, I. But full of, full of calories. Yep. Yep. But uh, I, hey, I'm in pre-season training, right. right? So just don't ask for marshmallows <laughs> and charge you five quid more. No, this isn't the machine, so you can't get that, unfortunately. But um, I, for some reason, round about here for the last like couple of weeks, all the machines seem to be out of caramel. I don't know if like. Stock issues. I don't know. The, the wee guy used to, even like late last year was going about filling them up all the time. So I don't mm. know if he's been sacked or something's happened. But almost all of them have been out of, out of caramel for ages. So for the first week or so, I just took took it in the chin, right? And just had so a, Have you been scooting about looking for caramel? <laughs> so I've just, just a normal latte. But then about a week and a half ago, I probably shouldn't admit to this, but I found a life hack. So what what I started doing was <laughs> I started getting a latte in the morning mm-hmm. and a cream egg, right? Oh my god! And I would bite the top off a cream egg and dro- drop the rest of it. In. <laughs> oh for fuck! How would you even come up with that? Drop like, the... were, you, were you eating a cream egg and then the coffee and it fell in by mistake and then you're, whoa, whoa, that's well, nice. you can eat a full cream egg in the morning. So I'd eat. I'd eat... <laughs> That's the worst of this. <laughs> so I'd eat half a cream egg, <laughs> and then I'd put, I'd put the other half of it in the coffee, and then stir it about. And well, you're I'd... essentially still having a full egg. Aye. It's just that half it's in a drink. I'm also having my caramel. Well, it's not really a caramel latte. It's like a cream egg latte. <laughs> Holy shit! It's pretty... This is calorific. <laughs> it's fantastic, is what it is. It's pretty good. I recommend everyone give it a go and report back. So, what's what's your question to our listeners? 
Have you tried this? No, nobody no. has thought of this. My, qu- my question for the listeners is: Imagine there's you... an option in the vending machine, <laughs> pressing his head goes dong right into your coffee. My question for the listeners is: Have you ever been short of a caramel dash in your Costa coffee and had to improvise? I can't be the only one. Oh my god, Holy we fuck. really need to get some work on your diet and your. Hey, I've ate vegetables before. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just don't even know how like you'd be sitting like like standing at the like the line and then looking at the chocolates as you're waiting and then just go you know what I'm going to buy that caramel egg and just chuck it in here I didn't go straight for the egg what I did was I thought I'm going to have to improvise with the caramel here so I went and scanned all the chocolate on offer to see if there was any pure caramel the first time I did it was like I got a galaxy caramel but mm-hmm. the chocolate to caramel ratio was just it, yeah, was, it's too aye, much it was it was too much chocolate. So I had to I think of you. something that had less chocolate. So it's very important as well, I might add, that when you are doing this with a cream egg, you ha- <laughs> you have to bite the arse of the cream egg yeah, because that it. bit's thicker. It's there's more chocolate at the arse of a cream egg than the top. Does it not also like? <laughs> <laughs> When you're like oh flonking it in, is there not danger of like hot coffee splashing back out? You have to. He's <laughs> got the technique down to a tea. You have to lower it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. How long's this been ongoing for? <laughs> about a week and a half. <laughs> so, about nine, about nine coffees. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, let's move on from your obscene dietary habits. What have you actually been up to this week? Uh, just still working loads. I thought it was going to kind of subside a bit, but I've still been doing six days a week and taking a Sunday off to look after our two lovely kids, which is as far as a day off, as far from a day off as a kick in the balls. <laughs> but uh, aye, that was it. Um, what did happen this week? Oh, I got a, I got an old guy trying to take a swing at me that apparently oh, yeah. you've you've had interactions with before, Andy, or you know him or something. No, I've just seen him because he's he's noticeable. You know what I mean? So oh, he's noticeable, all right, aye, especially as, when he's swinging at you. you. As soon as you said the town it happened in, I was like, I instantly thought of this guy, and I thought, I bet you it's him. I bet you it's him. Uh, in fact, I, I should sort of explain to people what happened. I did mention it on Twitter, but. Um, I, I'd, the whole, because I never told you the full story, did I, no? I think so. Uh, so basically what happened was I I'd parked up and I was walking along and it was outside like Lloyd's Pharmacy or something like that. And yeah. I was walking up and he was standing at the door, like waiting to go in. So I just, I was going in as well. So I just sort of stood there and uh, he turned to me and I didn't realise he was drunk at the time. But he turned to me and he was like, oh, he's an Irish accent. He was like, oh, you, you, you're not going to, I'm going in. I don't have an Irish accent to add to this story, but he's just... You're not going in, I'm going in. Uh, just a total <laughs> go at me. Come back here now. <laughs> Pretty much. He's just like, I'm, I'm going in, you're not going in. I said, that's all right. So he went inside and I was just standing outside. But then I noticed in the door it said two people in. So yeah. he was the only one. So I went in and as I went in, he's behind the counter. Like... Huh. Right behind the camera. Aye, a ma- the mask he tried to put on was like cover- It was almost like an eye patch rather than a mask because he could. He was so drunk he couldn't get it in his face. Oh my god! And um, so he's like behind the counter, and the girls behind the counter knew him, so they're like, mm. "Oh, 
Billy or whatever his name was, off you just back you go, Billy. You need to get to the other side of the counter, and he's going, uh, "What day is it? What day is it?" Mm, and they like, probably have to deal with it every day. Right? Oh, they clearly do. They were like, ah, "It's Friday, Billy. It's Friday," and he's like, "All oh, right, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so you know the yeah. uh, the, the classic. I'm sorry. I'm drunk." So he backs off, completely ignores me on the way out, and it's just as he's walking out, he's like, oh, all my stuff's on the floor, because he'd left his bag and whatever else he had on the floor, outside in the pavement. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to the girl, and I was like, ah, he's a bit of a character, eh? And she was like, ah, he, he never knows what day it is. He'll be back in half an hour, an hour asking again. And I was like, all right, well, enjoy your day. And so I get outside, take a right, and as I'm walking back down, I can see he's just standing right in the middle of the pavement and there's not enough room to go round him. And there was like uh, a Royal Mail van part, so mm. I couldn't even go into the road. So I was like, oh, here we go. And as I get closer to him, he kind of looks at me and he was like, at this point, he's remembered me from the door incident. And I think at this point, he's now thought that I was trying to jump the queue from him again. So he was like, oh, you, you there. And then he winds up this punch. And it was like one of those things where... Like, I could literally have crossed the road, got my phone out and taken a picture of him, trying to throw this yeah. punch. Um, he couldn't have hurt anybody with it as well. You could have stuck your chin out and taken it just for a laugh. But he, like, pulled right back in this comical style as if he was, like, winding it up. And then he just threw this punch. And I just sort of sidestepped it and kept walking. And as I was, like, just about to turn the corner, he still hadn't even turned back around. He was still recovering from this punch. <laughs> still <laughs> spinning. Still, still recovering spinning. from having tried to throw this punch. I was like, what the fuck, fuck man? It's like yeah. quarter past nine on a Friday morning. Aye. As soon as you said that, I pictured this guy in my head because I've seen him before and I told you, like, I've seen him literally... What amazes me is they can ride a bike... That's you know incredible. I mean? See, when you said he had a bike, the guy I mean, couldn't And he's stand. always on it. That's how he gets about. But I've seen him with like a single mattress strapped to his back. What? I'm not joking. I'm not even joking. I don't know how he got it on there. But he was literally with a mattress and he was like kind of balanced and I don't know if it was tied on his back, but he was like cycling, hunched down with this mattress on his back. That's wow. the kind of thing. He always looks as if he's pissed out his face. I clearly was. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was far gone he must have been drinking all night must have been you couldn't honestly the absolute state he was i felt bad for him you know what i mean but no. like i wasn't annoyed that he'd thrown a punch at me i was just kind of like no he'd be annoyed if he was sober and he'd hit, actually hit you oh if he was sober i'd have been annoyed about it but was, the fact that he was drunk i was just like all right feel sorry for him I, I did i felt sorry for him that was the thing but i uh, so I'm just was... picturing them. I'm just picturing like a cartoon kind of wind up, <laughs> and then like vroom, spinning right round. He swung. He swung his right arm back and held it back there, so he was like almost well, in like aye, a aye, aye, aye. <laughs> And then he just he had his eyes shut and all sorts, and he just like brought this big like hammer fist forward. <laughs> it was tearing it up. Aye, Shuriken. <laughs> as, as soon as I was walking away, and I'm thinking, did this guy think the hardcore title was back in play? No, is, he a, is he after I shot? Is, he, is this guy trying to bring me out of retirement? This he's, old, old chancer. He's one of the listeners. Ah, it's actually Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you managed to dodge last week, Andy, since you weren't here, of telling us the story about oh, yeah. school. I've not heard this one, so... Oh, yeah. You're, you're back now. That's a good one. I'm keen. Uh, so this one, that's another stupid one. This, this, this kind of daft. Um, but during 
it's it's school again, but during a free period, like me and a couple other folk were in the in the dinner hall, and like when it was free periods on before it was dinner, they would clear all the tables away. Remember that? So it would just be like empty. Uh huh. Yeah. So what we were doing is we had a I don't know where we got it from. Somebody brought it in, but we were just chucking a frisbee in there. So we're like passing it to each other, one kind of side of the hall to the, to the next, just throwing a frisbee about. Uh-huh. And, and then all of a sudden, the kind of doors that come out, there was like a, a ledge. The doors kind of come out from the wall a little bit, like a couple of feet out from the wall. And for, like it just happened to go up on top of the door. Okay. So there's these chairs that were almost like an invitation because they were like stacked like stairs, <laughs> you know what I mean? as if to go... You can climb up here quite easily and get the frisbee back. So, should you lose your frisbee? Should you, should you lose <laughs> your frisbee? These chairs. That's that's what they were there for, essentially. Aye. Um, so I went, I'll get it, and I just went like I climbed up these chairs, and I could see the frisbee, but I couldn't quite like kind of reach it. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of reaching and reaching and reaching. And then I, I looked at the bit like uh, above the door, and it looked sturdy. Because right, it was like a kind of girder in the middle. Oh, it's like a ceiling almost. A it was, small kind it of was like, a ceiling because uh, I put my foot on it thinking it would hold my weight and literally the full ceiling just came right down on top of me. And once again, my little legs were going before I even <laughs> hit the ground. That's the common theme here. It's like, if I do something wrong, I'm fucking off. <laughs> I've, I've made a balls of this. I've, Run. I've made another arse of this. This is this week's made an arse of this. You know what I mean? So I was like, I just like, I just remember there was like a pipe as well, like because it was like running water and stuff going over like in the pipe work and stuff. Aye. And I just remember like wedging myself in the pipe, <laughs> spinning round and then like hitting the ground uh, and like like hurting my ribs and like like cutting my head and stuff like that and then just bolting and absolutely just like bolting to the <laughs> to the end of the day uh, and like school the school was quite a while away from uh, where I lived because we were we stayed like eight or nine miles away from the school no, there's, and there's motorway I didn't Aye. really I was like oh, no fucking way I'm just waiting for the bus which was a mistake because as soon as I got on the bus uh, I seen Mr. Donicky, who was the deputy head teacher, walk towards my bus. <laughs> and I'm like that, and I'm like, I'm like, shit, right, let me sit at the window seat and I'm putting my head down. I'm just like trying to make myself as small as possible. And I'm looking, I'm looking away, just hoping, I'm looking out the window, just kind of hoping it doesn't it doesn't recognise me, it doesn't know I'm here. And all I felt was a little tap on my shoulder. And like it just it <laughs> all he said was, Are you alright? And then <laughs> <laughs> I, turned, I turned around, like hiding my ribs, like with blood trickling down my my head, because I like, still had a cut in my head. Aye. And I'm like, "What do you mean? Who <laughs> <laughs> me? As if like I'm still going to get away with this if I play it right? You know what I mean? And then I just, there any witnesses? Has anyone? Oh, like, there was loads see, of witnesses. Like teachers though. Like... Aye, because as soon as like as soon as I made the the noise, a crashing through the ceiling, aye. it did take me a couple of seconds to get together to bolt. Mm-hmm. And the music department was right there. Several the music department was right there, and, and and they they all came out and were like, "What the fuck's happened?" <laughs> and there's uh, Andy in the floor. Aye, there's again. Andy. There's Andy done something stupid again. <laughs> uh, but I he just they just kind of said, "Are you alright?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And uh, he looked at me just as if like, to go inquisitively to go, come on. <laughs> and I went... The jig's up. I went, aye, 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 I'm fine. And he went, come and see me tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I didn't, I, surprisingly, I didn't get suspended for that one. 
Cause That's I was not like, too bad then. Nah, because it was... Uh, I think they were more worried about me like suing them for like I don't know like me hurting myself I never that thought never crossed my mind because I no. do shit like this every week so if I thought of that I would be a fucking millionaire because I could literally sue them every week for <laughs> me doing stupid stuff you know what I mean uh, but I, I thought for that time I was going to get suspended but it was one of the many times I never aye to be fair I think like back at our school and stuff like that you could you could charm your way out of a lot of stuff, couldn't you? Like, you was like, oh, that's just Andy. (laughs) Just doing something stupid. I think to a certain point, I'd built up a a, a relationship with the teachers where I was Mm kind of like, I seen myself more as like a lovable lovable rogue. Mm -hmm. Are you aware of More than a a shit, you know what I mean? I was like, I wouldn't like be bad to the teachers but I'd talk to the teachers as if they were kind of like my friend yeah. and I'd go too far mm-hmm. I'd I'd literally always go too far because mm-hmm. I was literally just trying to make everybody laugh mm-hmm. that was like, I seen that as like my job mm-hmm. you know what I mean is I'm here to make everybody fucking laugh that's what I'm here for <laughs> and then teachers would do that thing as well like I would like have a like a vendetta against the teacher if like right away I went into the class and they went right you're sitting on your own just because they'd heard of my reputation. Mm. So I was literally, well, if that's what you're going to be like, then fuck you. <laughs> then I'm going to make your life fucking hell. You know what I mean? So if a teacher like, let me like walk into the class and sit wherever I want, I almost had like kind of respect for them and I would like kind of pay attention. Because I remember like in like history class, like the, what was it, Mr. Lafferty let me just sit wherever I wanted. Right. And I remember this, I remember the guy I sat next to, he was like, you're, you're well behaved in this class, it's kind of weird. And it was because he just let me sit where I want. But like, literally every other teacher would go, Andrew, can you sit down here at the front? And I'd be on my own. Nah. And it was boring as fuck. Nah. So I'd just like make the, uh, the teacher's life hell because of it. <laughs> that, was, that was like, I, back, I left school after fifth year. But in fifth year, for the most part, like I started going out and I, like, I looked older than I was at the time. That's and, ah, cheers. So, but in the, so like I started going to like nightclubs and stuff like that when I was like, just before I turned 16, like I was still 15. And um, this was when I was in fifth year at school and our religious education teacher, like he, I was always out on a Thursday night because it was like 50p vodka and dash. So Mm -hmm. we were out till three, four in the morning and then uh, a Friday morning I had double RE. Oh, fucking hell. And, uh. Like, you wouldn't expect this from a teacher that teaches religious education, mm-hmm. but he was cool, him. Like, and I remember after about two or three weeks, one time, he just he was like, see if you just want to. He says, I can tell that you're a bit worse for wear when you come in here on a Friday morning. Uh, see if you want, you can just sit up the back and put your head down. And I was like, cool. And mm-hmm. for the rest of the like year... I used to come in and just put my head down for like the first two periods on a Friday morning because I was hungover. A double period at RE? Holy fuck. Aye. Is there anything worse? No, it was heavy going to be fair. Because all I remember from RE is watching The Simpsons. Well, that's the thing. There wasn't any exams or anything like that, so you no. could really just fuck about and do whatever you wanted. Like, right. it, it wasn't really that much of an issue. Was I good to go to school? I didn't, I didn't get up to any trouble. School? I'd, anyway. still, I'd still go back though, it was <laughs> fucking brilliant. Oh aye, I'd go back, it was a good laugh. <laughs> okay, so let's maybe talk about some games, maybe. Oh, we may as well, we may as well, we're 25 minutes in, we may as well talk about some games. <laughs> so, looking back to last week's corrections, this isn't really a correction as such, but after we recorded the podcast, Microsoft did announce that the deal was done on the purchase of Zenimax Media for 
$5 billion in cash. That's a company who owns several industry-leading game developers, including Bethesda, maker of the post-apocalyptic Fallout games, and the fantasy series Ender Scrolls. The move grew the number of in-house export game development studios to 23, up from 15, giving it control of the game industry's most popular franchises. Microsoft also plans to run Bethesda as its own division with leadership and structure intact. How does that even work, by the way, with <laughs> 7.5 in cash? That I can't be know. right. It's mental. Because I'm, I'm getting like images right now of ducktails. Aye. You know what I mean? And just some Aye. guy, who, like <laughs> CEO, just jumping in a fucking Aye. big pool of like a thousand pound notes. He's like, here's the key to the vault. You now have the vault. I mean, it can't be cash. That's what it is, apparently. But wait, are they turning up with Aye, fucking... It would just be like a cash transaction, surely. It's not actually... Aye, no, it'll be a cash transaction. It's just most of these deals are usually done in like... They'll be like, ah, oh, it's a $7.5 billion deal, but $2 billions in cash Stocks and the and other fives and, and like stuff. stock and stuff Aye. like that, whereas this is all upfront right. money. Because mm. in my head, I'll get like fucking garbage trucks back- backing up. <laughs> I would love and if beep, that was the case. Beep, beep. And just like all the money just pouring out. Beep, there you go, guys. <laughs> 50 more trucks coming your way. And there's one fucking intern at Bethesda that's get- been told to count it to make sure they've not been fucking done over. <laughs> Aye, no. Uh, aye, so this this sort of like basically transitions into topic of the show, which is with this deal like officially going through. How how does this leave us? Like, mm. it's I I just I like it. I like the move and the, the fact that it seems like they aren't like they are going to keep the games exclusive again. Like a lot of people are annoyed about it, and it's not what I I said last week. I thought that wasn't going to happen, but. I like that it potentially is going to happen. Like, back when you had, like, the SNES and the Genesis, although you had, like, games that were on both consoles, you also had a lot of exclusives, and it gave you a reason to choose one over the other or a reason to own both, and I would quite like if that became the case again. Like, in the last couple of generations, yeah, you've had your exclusives, and certainly PlayStation have been really successful with the exclusives they've had, but... 95% 95% of the games that come out are on both. And Bethesda, if they do keep these games only on Microsoft, which I still think there's a possibility won't happen, but if they do, then that gives PlayStation gamers a reason to buy an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like, I skipped the whole Xbox One generation because I didn't think there was a reason to own the console. But this gives you a reason to... I had one for a while, because yeah. I was just used to buying two, because I didn't want to miss out in games. Aye. But I remember it wasn't long into it that I sold it and just went full PlayStation. And you didn't miss much? No, I didn't miss much at all. really but, didn't. But like maybe this time, like when they start bringing out Fallout 5 and the next Elder Scrolls game and... That can, Indiana Jones help, games. It can only help Microsoft anyway. Oh, it's Because to. PlayStation have had Monopoly, the last gen of exclusives, they've won, they've won that, basically. Oh, big time. Big time, you know what I mean? I so, mean, Phil Spencer did say that there's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, so obviously they're talking about Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, and that they'll continue to support existing games and communities, so presumably some of the kind of Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76. Um, yeah. So, you know, that kind of keeps... PlayStation users happy to an extent, but yeah, when they when the new versions of these games come out, they will be kind of left a bit in limbo, I suppose. 
Possibly. Although he still gave himself some wiggle room. Like that that Phil Spencer, like I think he's done a lot for Microsoft, but he is the most smug looking cunt mm-hmm. in the entire world. Like he constantly looks like he's got a flush in his hand, like regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know, he's he's always stopped short of saying like definitively these games will not come to PlayStation. Like he keeps using words like where Game Pass exists and stuff mm. like that. And you're like, right, is that because you think Game Pass might exist on PlayStation in a couple of years? Like he's given him he's always gave himself a little bit of leeway in case things change. Mm. And like I don't know, like I mean Microsoft have so much money that they don't need to turn a profit. But for all intents and purposes, it appears that Game Pass wasn't profitable before. So it's how unprofitable is it now that you've just spent $7.5 billion and you're going to give every one of those games away for free when they come out as part of Game Pass? Like, It's not even as if Microsoft are now going to go, right, well, we've got these eight studios, but we're going to be selling those games for $70 a game. They're not. Every Xbox gamer's going to get it as part of their fucking £10 a month Game Pass. So, I mean, like I say, Microsoft maybe aren't interested in turning a profit, but... I'm sure they are. I mean, they've got shareholders and stuff. But I think they make enough money out of other stuff that they don't need Xbox to be profitable, Hmm. but they should still be aiming for it to be. Oh, aye. I don't know. It's just it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how it works out. Like, there's 18 million Game Pass subscribers. Aye, but even before they bought Bethesda, they weren't profitable. And how much is it a month? Ten pound, I think. And did what? 18 million? You said. Oh, yeah. they make they make a lot of money off it. But I mean, the likes of it was just announced that Outriders is going to be Game Pass Day One. Microsoft have had to go and give Square Enix millions. To make that free a day one, and they do like they've just. I suppose we could just go into it just now, like uh, the Game Pass games for next uh, that are going to be coming out over the next. I think it's the next two weeks or something like that. This is what's getting added this month: Undertale, Empire of Sin, Near Automata, Star Wars Squadrons, Torchlight Three, Genesis Noir, Octopath Traveler. Pillars of Eternity, Deadfire, Ultimate Edition, Supraland, Yakuza 6, Song of Life, Narita Boy, and Outriders. Not all of them are huge games, but they've had to pay for every single one of those games to be free as part of Game Pass. So Is that a Star Wars one they'll just do it as well? It's, it's just... only been out a couple of months. Hmm. And, like, I mean, you look at it and, like, the likes of Outriders, they're not getting that cheap. They would have to, when they go to Square Enix and they say, we want this on Game Pass, Square Enix are going to have to say, right, well, we expected we would sell X copies on ah, Xbox. So and that's that's how much they would have to pay to get that. Mm. And there's, like, 130, 140 games on Game Pass. So, like, it is, deal. I mean... Good deal, isn't it? Aye, they, they do make a lot of, they do make a lot of money off their subscriptions, but they're also paying out a lot of money. Mm. And seven point two billion to then give those games away in perpetuity for free. It could be like a long term plan. Not free, though, but 
Because oh, I, I mean, gaming's not going to go away if anything. No. It's just going to get bigger and bigger. And yeah, bigger Microsoft just want to keep adding to it. I mean, the, yeah. the talk is they're going to keep adding more, like mm-hmm. more studios and stuff like that, so like buying like up a, everybody. Imagine like with stuff like this, if they're looking at it, they're not just going, right, what are we doing this year? There's probably a yeah, guy that's a got a five-year, ten-year plan, yeah. and this is probably part of it, where they're like, right, we're going to do this, but we're going to run at a loss for a couple of years until we build up enough games in the database and then we'll get more subscribers and then we'll do this do oh that, that that's well. that's definitely the, the plan like they're, they're going to run at a loss and then and then try and turn it around like it mm-hmm. was like i don't know i don't know if this is definitely still the same but for years netflix was losing hundreds of millions yeah every that. year like they might still be and I, like at the latest i'd heard was even though disney plus has got fucking 95 million subscribers whatever they're losing hundreds of millions it's because they spend so much making these uh, original programs you know what I mean aye or I mean, like to buy a put like if somebody's made a program and they're bidding for it there's a bidding war essentially aye. between all these streaming services where Amazon are like oh fuck I want we want the crown aye. and Netflix is like no we're having it 160 million yeah. you know what I mean when it's only really maybe worth so much but yeah. they're over it's overpriced because it's a the it's an auction yeah. kind, of, kind of type thing but what I would say, though, I think that competition breeds innovation, and knowing Sony, like they'll come back punching. They'll, yeah, you know, I don't know what yet, but they'll. The thing, do they need to though? Like Sony, in terms of exclusives, they've been so far ahead, like yeah. so massively far ahead. All their exclusives have been like absolute bangers for the most part like they've had the odd one like even you look back like in the last couple of years the sort of big one that didn't rate that highly in terms of reviews was days gone but when people actually got it everybody loved it like that was the only one i can think of really that didn't get really high review scores but then as soon as it got into people's hands they were like these guys are fucking idiots this is brilliant so no i remember enjoying that game Oh, I definitely. I remember it being surprisingly long. Oh, I was. I remember like keep. I kept on getting to like next areas, and I was like, "Fucking hell, this is like never ending again." Ah, it was about fifty hours or something. Uh, But I was quite. I was quite happy at that though. Yeah. I was quite surprised that every time I went to a new area, I was like, "Fucking hell, this is quite big." You know what I mean? Because at first I thought it was just the first map, and I remember looking at it going, "This is not that big," but maybe it's just more dense with all the zombies and stuff. But I do remember enjoying it. Yeah, just, it it's just going to be interesting to see how things play out, I suppose, over this generation. Like, Xbox, I don't know, have have done this very early on, and so... But they, they, sh- they should have had... Like, this isn't... I mean, granted, this is the Bethesda deal just going through, but Xbox have been buying up studios for a couple of mm-hmm. years now. Mm-hmm. And to me, they should have been buying these studios so that, like, obviously... Even a hardened Xbox fan would say that they fucked the Xbox One generation. Like, it was an absolute massacre. Sony destroyed them. And it was partly because, other than Gears, Halo, and Forza, everything that they put out that was not on anything else didn't really do that well. Like, there wasn't a reason for people. And they they fucked up at the start with the whole, here, have a connect, and... The price of the console and stuff like that. Like no, wasn't whole... he here? It was like you're having a connect. Aye, the whole <laughs> you had to, you had to, buy, I mean, Came with it. Buying it, you had to buy a connect with, and it instantly made the console hundred pound more. Aye, so like they made an arse of that. So I just when they over the last couple of years when they were buying up these developers, I thought they're doing this so that they can hit the ground running mm-hmm. with the next generation, but they haven't. Like mm-hmm. all that's scheduled for that in terms of big AAA games for this year 
is Halo. That's it. There's, I mean, we're expecting that a Forza game will come out, but there might not even be a Forza game this year. So, like, I'd, once Xbox get their ducks in a row, 23 studios, they could have a big-time game coming out every three months, which ah, would be incredible. But they need to get their ass in gear, because at this point, it's looking like it's going to be next year before they start pumping out big games. And by that point, like, Sony have already put out the new Spider-Man game, Demon's Souls, they've got Ratchet and Clank coming, they've got Microsoft publishing big, blooming <laughs> games on their behalf, they've got uh, Horizon coming, like, and we don't think God of War's going to make it this year, but it's potentially going to make it early next year, yeah. which would be before Microsoft get going. Like, they need, they need to get their anyway, ass in gear. for sure. Aye. I'll be looking forward to that one. Well, Definitely. I suppose we'll see how things play out in the coming years. Definitely. So let's talk about what we've been playing in the last week. Who wants to go first? Uh, I've been playing the the game of the month, the after party. Oh, I've right. played like 40 odd minutes of it anyway. Right. Quite, it seems alright. It's, it's funny. Uh, it's quite funny actually. I, nah. I picked that up quite quickly into it. The humour gets gets better as it goes on as well. Like it kinda grows into it. So is that all it is then? Just like you're just selecting dialogue options really? There is like mini games and stuff like that in it as right. well. Um yeah. But I mean I've not well I've not finished it so I don't know exactly what it evolves into, right. but uh, there's not like combat or anything like that. It is mm-hmm. like sort of narrative and then there's like mini games, there's like drinking games and different stuff like that. Right. Um but I mean it is it's obviously quite short. Like I mean you're forty minutes in, but you're probably the guts of a quarter of the way through it like it's not that yeah, long not but it tells a good story and it's got plenty of humour in it so aye so uh, we'll be getting through that we, we actually haven't played that in the last week so we'll need no, to no. need to get back to it yeah so um, yeah if you want to join us in our not so casual game club that's what we're calling it then <laughs> that's what we're going with you, th- you think you think 11 weeks in we'd have this nailed down <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll go with then not so casual game club okay yeah that's our game of the month Cool. Okay, so yeah, what else have you been playing? That all for you? Pretty, Pretty much. much. You? Uh, I have been... Nobody wants to hear me say Valhalla again. Well, I, think, I think Craig's <laughs> just about to say I'm, it though, isn't he? I'm, I'm just about to say Valhalla. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Did I talk about that last week? You did, yeah. Did I? Because yeah. you just I, started it, really. I, oh, no, I think you just said you, you were wanting to start it, really. Well, I, I had started it when it first came out, but I get back to it. But... Um, yeah, people start to think we're like contractually obligated by uh-huh. Ubisoft to bring this game up. It's just because it's never ending. Pretty much, I'm about I'm about thirty hours in now. Uh, I'm enjoying it more than I was. I'm getting less glitches as I go on. Like I, I still, I'm enjoying it, and the the combat has grown on me a bit. Uh, it I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to find it better. I still. People rave about the story in it. I'm still not invested at all in the story, yeah. uh, but I'm enjoying playing it. And like, I like I'll be at work and I'll be like, oh, I really want to get home and play some Valhalla. And like, mm. I've been really busy the last couple of days. So I've hardly had it on, but I've been like, oh, I wish I could just sit and play like some more Assassin's Creed. But I there's there's definitely yeah, the, the story so far hasn't grabbed me. I. I'm not that interested in the sort of Viking times either. Like, my favourite Assassin's Creed games are like ones that are in a city, 
like if it's city based, like when it was in Syndicate. Rome or like I Syndicate and stuff like that, or in Paris, like I, it's just just my preference really, just like more built up. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like. I almost feel like it's not, Assassin's Creed isn't going to go back to that now though because each year it feels like they need they they feel obligated to make the map bigger and bigger, bigger. and the only way you can do that is if you have large open spaces of nothing. I hate this trend with just so bigger and bigger. But like, I would much prefer it was smaller and more dense. I like it's just, I, it does, I mean, I'm playing in PlayStation Five, so the load times, like I can scoot about the map with fast travel really quickly and stuff like that. So it's not like it's that much of an a chore, but it's just, I don't know. Like everywhere I turn, it's just grass everywhere mm. <laughs> like i just fields i like i'm like i say i'm enjoying it and i'm starting to get less glitches like I, I did i'd said to you andy but i got this weird glitch where it kept saying that i'd been seen but there was no one about and it, it didn't i tried fast traveling to different places to hopefully sort of break the loop but i just couldn't so mm. i was walking about and i would go to like i got to this uh what do they call them in the world? Like the little, the like so almost like little missions. They're called discoveries or something. Mysteries. Mysteries. So I got to one, and it was there was some woman who had went missing. And I had to go and find her. So I found her, picked her up. She'd been injured or something. Picked her up, brought her back, and every time I tried to sit her down, it said, "You have to become anonymous to do this." And I'm just <laughs> like, so I can't even complete a fucking story now, because this thing just thinks that there's somebody can see me, even though I wasn't in combat. <laughs> So I end up having to load like I, I, every time I play an open world game now, just I'm just trained to make multiple saves. So each time mm. I save, I've got like four, ro- four or five rotating saves. So I just loaded a save that was like an hour beforehand, and I mean I lost an hour of progress, but that's like one five hundredth of a an Assassin's <laughs> Creed run. So it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Have you done one of those, like went to one of those mysteries and it's like one of those bits where it's just like a like rocks that you've got to like stack. No, I've not you know? had that yet. And so like, that's that's like one of the mysteries is like there's loads of these wee bits and they're usually up on top of a bit that's like a like a horizon. Right. Where you're looking over a nice like kind of vista or something like that. Oh, right. And it's like a bit where you basically make up like it's called a cairn. And it's like basically you just stack rocks. It's like a wee mini game. Oh, so right. you've got to stack these rocks until they balance on each other. Mm-hmm. But I was doing one in this uh, I don't want to mention the playstation because it might spoil the game but there's right. a certain bit I get you get to later on Okay. and I was like ticking off all the bits and all the mysteries and getting all the bits and stuff like that and this was like one of the last things I had to get before the area was like literally 100% complete but when I tried to make the rocks like stand in each other I mean it takes a couple of attempts but the rock fell off and rolled down like rolled down the mountain <laughs> And then I re- I went, oh, I'll just reset it. But the rock that rolled down the mountain didn't come back. Oh, no. <laughs> so I literally can't complete it now. You know what I mean? So that I don't know if that's like a, a glitch. It sounds or, like it. Because I've literally, it's just annoying the fuck out of me that I can't... <laughs> like, I went to the effort of like doing this bit 100% and now it's like, it's like 98 because I can't do this one bit. Because the rocks you, fucked off. You're you're lucky that you don't care about trophies. Because see if that happened to me, oh, I would boy. literally murder everybody in the street. That's why I don't bother with them, oh. especially with game as big as that. Oh my god, man! I would. Oh I'm so god. Frustrated. That actually that reminds me another game that I've been playing this week. I went back for the first time in about three years, and I played Fortnite. 
Uh, I just I'd been planning to do a, a bit of streaming again for the first time in ages, so I went on. There's a a guy Andy that another Andy that we know. He plays he plays it every night. He's played about fifteen thousand hours of this fucking game. Hmm. So we we're doing squads. It was four of us. Uh, we stabby Andy was in. Uh, Terry was in. He was in. The other Andy was in. And you can drop items for each other because you're all in the one team. And see, I'm sure he does this on purpose, right? Because he, he run, Andy's the best at it. We all just stay behind him. He kills everything. We take the glory. So, but every time, he's always got the best guns. And anytime he drops anything for us, he always does it in a hill. So he's like, oh, here, Craig, uh, take this, this gold gun. And I'm like, oh, great. So I run over and he drops it and it starts rolling down the hill. <laughs> And I have to fucking chase this gun. <laughs> I'm trying to pick it up. And every, like for a wee second, like the button will come up like square to pick up. And I'm like, square, but it goes away. And I'm like, I'm running down this hill trying to catch this gun. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I know fine well. He keeps a straight face as well. He's like, oh, I didn't realise we're in a hill. And then he just drops it. And I'm like, oh, you, oh, you did. Oh, you did. It's probably a wee bit like your other friend felt when you all jumped off the, the big, what do you call it? The big, not a hill, the... Oh, I wasn't involved in that. I, they, uh, he was going to get his first win, so they built like a staircase into the sky and then committed suicide off it so that he couldn't, <laughs> so that he wouldn't win. <laughs> Thank you. You get an umbrella for winning this, so he got his umbrella eventually. But it's, it's, see, to be fair, Fortnite's actually it's a completely different game from the last time I played it. There's a lot, a lot more going on that I still don't completely understand. But yeah, I don't understand it either. It's, it genuinely is like Fortnite. It's one of these games that it's like the most popular game in the world, but nobody's got a good word to say about it. One of those, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's there's no denying that see when you turn it on, it's very Moorish. It's very it's easy. You put it on and like I don't know. See, especially just like especially in COVID times, like I've not seen Andy in at least a year, a year and a half. So see, putting a headset on and just chatting about your day or what you've been up to or something like that while running about a map shooting people it's yeah. it's quite fun like yeah. you just it's the i suppose a sort of social aspect that you're just not really getting just now because you can't see these people well you wouldn't you wouldn't just probably phone them up and chat I, for an hour but you'd sit and play the computer for an hour and I definitely so i mean i'm i'm one of the furthest things from a a multiplayer gamer you get like I much prefer single player experiences but on on the odd occasion like I don't know like there's something very inviting about Fortnite like it is it's it's good it is I don't know it's it's hard to explain like I do like I say I think it gets a lot of shit undeserved but it's it's fun I'm I'm enjoying it I think we're we're going to play more of it there's a new season started today so there'll be new skins or challenges or something okay cool have you played anything else or is that you yes i have oh yes i have <laughs> i have played one of the weirdest games i think i've ever played in my life mm-hmm. i should have made a note of the developer I, I didn't i can't remember what they're called but um they sent us a code for a game called house party that is on pc it's pc only and it's it's mental like it's just basically you're it's a first first person perspective you're at a house party where there's just it's the kind of house party that everyone's been to where there's just random shit going on every like people are drunk there's like 
people having arguments, disputes, like you can wind people up and turn people against each other. Like it's it's really it's really bizarre. It's still in early access, but it's it's bizarre. Like if if you get offended easily by games you will get offended by it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll read a, a small excerpt from the warning screen that comes up when you when you play the game. It says, if you're under the age of 18, you should probably not play this game. Instead, you should probably go play something with gratuitous violence, gore, murder, genocide, war, decapitation, and dismemberment, because all that stuff is allowed on Twitch, and this game isn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's banned from Twitch. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to stream it on Twitch. Uh, it's That's just quite a good point to be fair <laughs> aye they, make, they take the piss out of it because it's true yeah. and the reason it's banned from Twitch is because there's nudity in it and apparently nudity is worse than somebody having their head cut off what's an Oxford comma because it also says there's foul language nudity sex mild violence alcohol and drug use Oxford commas and overall lots of shady stuff <laughs> I can't even remember I should know this being that I write reviews but yeah Oxford commas are like quite controversial in like the right in the uh, in the industry um, and some people are against them and some people aren't but I don't actually, I can't remember the, the sort of like how they how they describe it but see the game itself like it's, I read up a little bit on it before I started playing and they, it, everyone said it's very difficult if you don't use a guide because if you're trying to get through the story you have to make certain choices and if you don't it basically locks you out of stuff so when the game starts, there's like this one guy who's hid all the drink. He had a bad experience, I think. By the sounds of things, someone took advantage of him or something when he was young, and so he doesn't want anyone drinking. So he's hid all the drink. So the first thing you're gonna you're doing is going around, like scooping up all the drink, and then you can start giving it to whoever you want. So obviously you're ploughing these girls with drink, That's and there's it. this there's this one guy who's absolutely wrecked. And uh, he gets knocked out quite early on by the guy that doesn't like people drinking. But the whole thing, like, there's two sisters that it's their house and they hate each other. So you can, like, play pranks on each one and blame it on the other sister. And so you you do this. It's like a social experiment game. Like, mm. you do this and they just get more and more angry at each other. And, like, there's so much... Like, I mean, don't be wrong. It's, like, it's definitely... There's no need for some of the nudity and stuff like that like there's absolutely no need for it like the one of the last things i did in the game was i needed to get more drinks so this guy that's against the drink i went up and sort of started talking to him i was like look mate i know you hate drink but i'm trying to get my hole here i need i need this girl to like me uh i need some of this drink and he's like i tell you what this girl i can't remember what her name was he points to a girl that's over she's and the kitchen or something like that he's like i know i've got no chance with her but i really like her if you can get a topless picture of her i'll give you the drink (laughs) so then my mission was to go and convince her to let me take a topless picture of her which because i was (laughs) because i was using the guide i managed to do so you manage to lure her into this art room and then you're like, yep, so you've got this phone. Snap, no you're way. just snapping pictures of her topless. And then you take it down to the guy and he's delighted. He makes some sort of remark of, well, I'll be back in five minutes. Thanks for this. The drink's over there. <laughs> no, for <laughs> And sake. like, it's so childish. But honestly, like, I... If you're offended by stuff like that, you'll hate it. But see if you're not. See if you just find things like that amusing for what they are. Like, it's genuinely i really like the game i really really like it it's like 
super bad the game. Like I say, it's still in early access at the moment. You can only go a guy, but it says that a female like character's coming soon, so you can play as a female character. Um, there's also like when they sent me the code, they sent me a link to. I don't really. I've not looked into. It, I don't understand it, but it basically. It said there's another way you can access the game, but I think it's basically this version of the game includes like even more like explicit content. And I was just like, right, so I don't really know what that involves. But um, is there any like complaints about it or anything? I don't. Well, I mean, obviously it's banned from Twitch, but uh, it's funny. Like, uh, do you know, have you ever heard of the gaming website Rock Paper Shotgun? No. Right. So apparently, this game first came out in early access in 2017. But it's had it's went through many changes since then, and it's almost I think ready for its full release. But it is still technically in early access. So, Rock Paper Shotgun gave it the award for worst game of two thousand and seventeen. <laughs> now, the reasoning for this was like seeing the games industry, they try to act like they're more mature than they are. So, see because it had nudity for the sake of it, mm-hmm. then it's a piece of shit because they have to be seen to be, we're better than this as a society. We're better than this. Sometimes things can just be what they are, and you don't have to be a fanny about it. But So instead of shying away from this, see on their Steam page, like part of the game's description is, once called the worst game of 2017 (laughs) by Rock Paper Shotgun, House Party is now, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, in Steam, users can review games, and it's got really positive reviews like mm-hmm. it's the type of thing where the gaming industry like anyone that's reviewing the game will try to be like oh this is just this is just out of order this shouldn't this type of game shouldn't be made and they'll give it a shit review but people that are actually playing it are liking it yeah. and like i'm going to review the game and i'll review it fairly like, like based some on... reviewers will do that thing where they see it as like a like this isn't art. They're fake. They're faking their outrage. Aye, and that's what, what it is. That, it's I mean, that that kind of outrage with Hitman a while back with that trailer, and then it was like uh-huh. the, the assassin nuns, but they were like fucking clad in like like. Oh, they were looking sexy. So Aye. yeah. Well, they had like uh, leather gear and all that kind of like, basically like, prostitutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were like they had nun like kind of caps on whatever you call them, and people were outraged about that. So if if people like that are going to go out their way to try and be offended, there's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well just make the games you want to make, do the things, say the things you want to say. Well, see, to be honest, like what it looks like to me is it's the type of game where if you were in the games industry properly, like I mean, I write reviews, but I'm very much not in the games industry. <laughs> but like people who write for IGN or Rock Paper Shotgun or Gamespot, like I think if they were to give a game like that a good review they would be looked down on by yeah. their peers right. because you should be like, well, you should be better than that. Mm-hmm. But fuck off. Like, go and get a grip. It's, I mean, this game you can get your knob out. So. Oh, I <laughs> Press P to get your knob out. Like, I literally, I was standing in the living room in the game and, I like, you press I and the inventory comes up. You press, I think it's C to crouch. So I was just like, I wonder what else you can do. But, like, see when you press... The button to get your knob out. It's not like the character automatically looks down, right? Mm-hmm. He just gets his hand out and fucking whips it out. So I was just looking about and all of a sudden I pressed P. Didn't know what it did. But all the people in the room were like, whoa, come, whoa, come on, mate. We've only had a few drinks. It's a bit early. It's a bit early in the night. Put it away. And I was like, 
what the fuck are they talking about? And then I was like, wait a minute. And I looked down and it's just waving about. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking brilliant. As soon as I saw that, I was like, game of the year. Gets his press P to get your knob out. Game of the year. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know if... You remember, you know Danny Verbellum, don't you? Yep. <laughs> Did he press P and get his knob out? No, but he had this game that he would play when in nights out. He'd call it Botag. Right. right. So when, he like, listens to this podcast. You better be careful. I know. I know. I'm going to just totally affront him right now because he fucking knows he done this. He he would literally in a night out. He would get his balls out right. So he'd like kind of do that. He he wouldn't know he's done it, but he would literally have his balls. Oh, he used to do that all the time. Tea uh, bag hang, hanging out his hanging out his uh, zip. So you. But then he would just stand there. And the game is that you've got to notice him. And if you're the one that notices that his balls out, you've then got to do it. <laughs> So it's like botag. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just that's that's fucked up. It is. We have some weird friends. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I'm not included in that. I, you know. Ah, you keep your balls in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nobody needs to see that. So, moving on <laughs> from okay. all the penis chat, I played a game called Fogs. I think that's how I say it. Um, I saw a trailer on social media for it. It must have been like a sponsored ad that came up to me. Um, and I was just a bit curious. So there's a free demo on Switch. I downloaded it. And you basically play as like a two-headed dog. That's right. Like... Two heads as in like where one head would be, there's two split off or a head at each side. Yeah, there's like a head at each side. It's like a like stretchy sausage dog. It doesn't have any arms or any legs. How does he take a shit? Well... I'm not ashamed to say that's one of the first things I thought of. Well, Craig, I mean, um, you know, how does it poo? But it's not something that the game seems to address. They must just talk shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's like a puzzle platformer, and I did find it quite hard at first, to be honest. There was very little instruction. um, But you can manipulate both heads, and you can, like, bite onto things, and then to solve, like, challenges in the environment. Yeah. Um, And you can, like, stretch out your pup's torso... Um, which they don't seem to mind, but they get like sweaty if you stretch them too far. Um, but yeah, I've, I've not really got too far into it, but it sounds interesting. Just out? I don't know. Probably. See the amount of stuff. Like every week, there's like about three hundred games come to Switch. Mm. It's like an endless stream of them. But mm. this was a free demo that came out. Yeah, it's a free demo. Of right. it, but the game, the full game is out. Sounds worth checking out. But yeah, um, that was all. Um... So over to you Craig for our next segment since you're the only one of us prepared to endure shitty games for the purposes of a trophy or achievement. I think endure's a bit harsh. I don't enjoy the game but oh that sweet sweet trophy pop. It's fucking delightful. It's, see, to be fair, it's actually less delightful on PlayStation 5 because they changed the trophy noise and it's not as satisfying. Have they changed the noise? I've not noticed Aye, that. it's not, it's not as good. Okay. It disappoints me. Hopefully, I'm hoping in an update they give you an option. Is there a noise? Fucking hell. <laughs> <sighs> Have you said that to wind me up? I didn't even realise. I I've, swear to God. I've seen the achievements coming up. But I've They're not achievements! <laughs> Fucking trophies. Fucking whatever. Fuck's sake. Do you know know why I'm friends with you? (laughs) Arsehole. Anyway, this week, the shitty platinum is Road Bustle. 
I didn't actually play this in the last week. It's one from The Vault. This is one that I just actually check here. I platinumed back in August of last year. It is it was so good that you're deciding to, to bring it up now. Well, I platinumed it twice, and there is a third stack that I haven't got yet, but I will. Uh, it's particularly particularly easy a bit like last week's one like you almost can't fail you all you have to do is drive forward you and you're hitting those chickens on the road oh i remember this remember one. it <laughs> yeah so there's like you just have to hit enough chickens to get to i think it's like twelve thousand points or something like you can do it in about six minutes uh there is some green chickens and they take points off you so you want to avoid them and there's also cars you have to avoid uh, but you, you're just like a, a sort of little truck and you have to hit, knock over as many chickens as you if you can. If you hit over a small chicken, you get like five points, a large one's 10 or 20 or something. Uh, even if you die, it almost doesn't matter because you get a checkpoint every 100 points. So as long as you get to 100 points, then if you get to say 120 and you get hit and you die, you'll start again at 100. So That's good. That's uh, good because it needs to be. So I mean, Nathan... why does why does somebody make this pish? You know, <laughs> it, I, mean, I just don't understand it. Why it somebody would go to the effort? I mean, imagine this. Imagine if this isn't just one guy. This is like a fucking company, and they're like, right, what are we gonna do? Uh, I've got an idea, sir. Uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Jacob. Yes, uh, I've been working on this for a few years now. Uh, basically, you're a little truck. And you, you're only going to need the analogue stick because you just go forward. Uh, that is it, by the way. There's only one button. There's chickens. Chickens on the road. Uh, obviously, we all know that a green chicken's off. So green chickens are bad. Basically, if you hit a green chicken, you get food poisoning and you're off work for the week. Uh, and then there's also other cars on the road. You know, like, what the fuck? It's just, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just just the, the how it comes about is that's what's that's what's in my head right now is how this comes about. I'm you gonna f- I'm gonna find the developer of this game and I'm gonna send him, I'm gonna send them this clip. Find him and ask him what possessed him to come up with this game. I you think what, I think he probably was possessed. That's uh, the well, exactly. I was gonna say money, but see to be fair, this game's like a pound or something that's even less it's like 69 pence or something like that uh, so, but they still will have made profit off it because there's that many folk buying it because trophies are amazing he's counting all the shitty pla- uh, what do you call it, shitty achievement hunters <sighs> he's just doing it to wind me up now <laughs> fucking hold me back hold me back uh, aye so uh, you just you can't fail in it it's, I think it's all gold trophies it's like 12 trophies and a platinum and takes you about six, seven, eight minutes, something like that. And you can get multiple stacks. It's not much of a game. Uh, Andy described it in a far more interesting <laughs> way than the game actually is. But uh, uh, it's just one of these ones you can't feel at. Like Nathan, Nathan got the platinum as well. Not that that really says much because he's better at games than I am. But uh, one of those ones where if you're looking for some quick, quick trophies, then pick it up. It's one of the cheapest games in the PlayStation Store as well. So, okay, thank you. Shitty platinum confirmed. 
Thank you very much for that, Craig. So, some news that's been happening in the last week. So, number one on our list. Regarding the controversy surrounding FIFA Ultimate Team cards and FIFA 21 EA has come out with a statement as a result of its initial investigation and has discovered questionable activity involving a very small number of accounts and items. The statement adds, although it's not a large number, if these allegations prove out, this activity is unacceptable. We want to thank our committed community members for bringing the issue to our attention so quickly. The company continues that it appears one or more EA accounts which were either compromised or being used inappropriately by someone within EA directly entitled items to individual accounts. Well, it stresses that it's now conducting a rigorous investigation and notes that we will take action against any employee found to have been engaging in this activity if it turns out to be true. Mm. Definitely is true. <laughs> this was bound to happen. It's been, I guaranteed it's been happening for years yeah. and this is them just finding it out. Pe- people spend a crazy amount of money on those ultimate team packs. Yeah, make ha- make the bulk of their money through I this know, shit. I know, they make a fortune through it. Like, I, I mean, mean they... that's, that's exactly why career modes went down the pan the last couple of years. Aye. It's because they don't put any effort into it anymore because it's, it's not a money spinner for Aye. them. There's no incentive for them to care because... Aye. Ultimate Team makes all the money. Like, and I've never, t- I, I've tried Ultimate Team, and I just don't. It's one of those game modes again that I just don't understand the appeal of it. You know what I mean? I, I, it, I just, I don't get it, and I don't get why somebody would want to spend like forty pound on a pack, and then because there's all these YouTubers raving and going, "Oh, I've got gold Ronaldo!" I know. And, it, and like, you can use them for like. It turns three, out they've bought it. Oh, yeah, you fucking can use them Jimmy. for like three games or something. He's got a contract for three games, but you've paid forty pound for it. So, and then what, what do you get at the end of the day? You, you win a couple of online games. Mm. I just don't. I just don't understand that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't like microtransactions. I think it's a fucking cop out. You know what I mean? It's gambling. It is. I mean, I think. Uh, I think the government's going to calm down it soon. I think they're going to like make it so that you have to be eighteen to like to be able to buy a game that's got microtransactions in it, mm-hmm. which should be the case already. I think. Well, I mean, I remember back at school, um, there was transaction going on, transactions going on between primary sevens and primary ones with Pokemon cards, and oh, as a God. result, it got banned. Pokemon cards, is it? <laughs> it was Pogs when I was. Well, Pogs as well. I'm uh, sure they get. There was another one. Uh, that... po- Pokemon cards was just after. Uh, was just after my time with me. It was. It was Pogs and it Pogs. was Marbles. Mm. I've still got all my Pogs. Do you? Uh, my really? Sla- my Slammers. What were the other ones? I don't know if they were called Pogs, but the same sort of size. I want to say they were called like Taz or something like that. You got them in like crisps. No, I'm not sure. They were like Looney Tunes ones or something. That does ring a bell. I don't know if they were part of the Pogs or I don't know, but yeah, I, I was into all that. I'm sure. Remember, you would like play Pogs, though, and you like if somebody would go, oh, "I'll play for your shiny." Mm. You know, what I mean, it's like your favourite Pog, and you're like, <laughs> "Fuck, I don't know if I want to play this or no." <laughs> and you had like your best slammer, but it was let's just look at luck at the end of the yeah. day. Aye. I don't know. If, there can't be any skill in that game, surely. I wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, but I just remember that was a big craze at primary school. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I, I've, I vividly remember with uh, Marbles, it was in primary three. I don't remember the boy's name, but he, le- he actually, I don't think it was directly related to this, but he left the school shortly after. But um, you know how you got the Steelies mm-hmm. with uh, Marbles? Well, this guy had like, a, I can't even remember how Marbles worked. But um, he'd like had like a big Steely and it was his favourite Marble and whatever 
it went, he lost it. So mm. he went crying to the teacher. And so we spent about... An... I've lost my marbles. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this guy had any... <laughs> This guy had any marbles to lose, but I remember this turning into like a massive thing where like the teacher like interviewed like had us all sitting at our desks and basically interviewed everyone like in front of everyone asking what happened and everyone was basically like, I he played a game of marbles and he lost and he lost his marble <laughs> and now he's now he's crying and he's been a bit of a dick about it and uh, eventually because he wouldn't stop crying I think he got his marble back. But right. after that, that was him. His die was cast. Man, like nobody, nobody wanted, play him. nobody wanted anything to do with him. So he's and just about, sitting there playing these marbles on his own. Uh, after about about a month later, he left the school. Fuck's <laughs> oh, sake! Can't get a game of marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and Dad, I need to speak to you. What's wrong, son? What's my can marbles? Can't get a game of marbles with Navy. <laughs> I <laughs> see he ended up having to leave the school. Primary three. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> you can just see him walking into a new school with his big marble. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Music but don't you start. Nobody play me for this marble. Okay. Ahead of its final piece of DLC content, the Outer Worlds has received a patch that allows the game to run at 60 frames per second on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. However, the upgrade does not extend to the Xbox Series S. Available to download right now, the patch weighs in at roughly 26 gigabytes. This is a patch for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version rather than a native PlayStation 5 Xbox Series release. Furthermore, the last DLC drop for the game titled Murder on Iran... Iran... Eridanos, I think. That one, uh Released yesterday, March 17th, and has you solving murder. Yeah, I... I fucking loved Outer Worlds. I really, really enjoyed it. But after I completed it, I didn't... I'd, I'd loads of stuff on the go at the time. So it was one of these things where I completed the story and I wanted to go back and do all the side content, but I had something else lined up to play. So I didn't. And I just sort of bounced and I haven't been back. But I really... I want to go back to it. And I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I should start like a whole new playthrough on Xbox because it's part it's on Game Pass or whether I should sort of pick up from where I left off on PlayStation but I mean you know what we're like Jess like we love murder investigations and stuff like that so this like DLC expansion sounds right up my alley so I definitely want to play that like I'm I'm all over it at, at some point certainly you, you weren't that big a fan of the game though, Andy, were you? No, nah, I did buy this one, but it's since been traded in. Yeah, I didn't get into it. It's weird, I, like, I, I thought, I felt like they completely, I mean, it's the same people that made Fallout New Vegas, so they do they did have previous... Which I enjoyed. Them. That's probably one of my, that's probably my favourite Fallout game actually, is New Vegas. It's, I think it's a lot of people's yeah. eye. Like, I, I thought that with Outer Worlds, they out bethesda Bethesda, like I really fucking liked mm-hmm. it. The only thing I thought and I don't even know that it was necessarily a negative, but instead of it being one sort of big map, it was loads of small planets. Mm. Like, you could go between the planets, so it was a lot of smaller maps rather than the one big one. But just all the characters you met, I thought it was really good. Like, companions, characters, like, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I say just now that I'm going to go back and play through it again, and 
I really, really want to, but it is also finding the time to do that because I've probably got more pictures of these girls to take on on, on the house party, <laughs> so I'm spreading myself a bit thin. <laughs> yes. Okay, after being heavily teased late last week, it's now been confirmed that Square Enix co-op shooter Outriders will launch as part of Xbox Game Pass on April 1st. A demo was released a few weeks back where you can play through the first few hours of the game. Did you get a chance to check this out, no? No, I mean, it's not really something because it's only on Xbox, isn't it? No, it's, it is on PlayStation as well, oh, but it? like, it's it's coming to everything, but... The, Just as first? I, th- I don't think the game was going to do well. It's not a bad game, but it's another one of these games as a service, even though you can play it solo, and... I don't know, it just, it smacked to me of a game that people like were de- not... Destiny type game? Aye, it's, oh, it right. smacked to me of a game that people weren't going to pay 70 quid for. Like, they just weren't. So I don't think it was going to sell well, so the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass means that there will be more people checking it out, because there's going to be, like, these 18 million people that have got Game Pass will be like, oh, new game, big release, I'll yeah. check that out. So you're going to have a lot of people on Xbox checking it out, but... I also think that it's basically just harpooned the PlayStation version because I I think it's going to be an even harder sell now. If you're a PlayStation gamer, I think you're going to be even less likely to pay 70 quid for it when you're looking over going, so the other side don't have to pay for it. Mm. But I'm expected to pay pay full price. Like, I, I think the game's going to bomb. Like, it's not a bad game, but it's just... I don't think it's what people are looking for and I think it's got a, certainly got a chance now on Xbox Game Pass because it will have a lot of people checking it out but I still fear for it. I still think it's going to be I think it's going to come and go very quickly. It'll be one of these games at the end of the year that people won't even remember came out. It's hard for, I think it's hard for new IPs to get a grip in the market like in a, such a big way like a a Call of Duty kind yeah. of type game because that's so ingrained in gaming now that it's almost like it's just expected that people will play the next one and start playing the online of the next one and just like continue that on and on and on rather than like picking up a new game where they might play it for a wee while but really the community will die off after a little while like you're saying you know what I mean because I remember that Destiny I thought that looked awesome you know what I mean but then in execution you play it, and I was like, it, it sounded such a cool idea, but there just wasn't any like, engagement there story-wise or anything like that. It was more like, a, if you're an online gamer, it's a brilliant game. Yeah. Because that's what it's really all about. It's 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 like having loads of folk playing at the one time. Doing raids and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. Essentially, and then fighting big bosses so that you would find really hard to fight yourself, but get a group together and you can kind of take it on. It's a bit of a easier challenge for you kind of thing. Yeah, it's funny, like, when you're saying about Call of Duty there, it's almost in that same sort of Fortnite sphere where almost any time you hear people talking about Call of Duty, it's all, it's more often than not, like, in a negative way, but then you look at the sales and it absolutely blows everything else out the water. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one of these games where people don't usually have a good thing to say about it, but they all still buy it. Oh, it still sells out every, every time they bring a new one out. That's what I mean, it's the number one selling game this year. Mm-hmm. Again. Okay, so hot on the heels of the Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda, five top titles are getting FPS boots on the Xbox Series X and S. 
Dishonored, Definitive, Definitive Edition, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim Special Edition, Fallout 4, Fallout 76 and Prey are the games in question. On Xbox Series X though, the FPS boots for boost, sorry, for Fallout 4 and 76 need to be manually turned on. Yeah, nice to get. I mean, the, the jump from 30 to 60 is pretty noticeable. It's such a smooth way to play games and the more they can do this with older games, the better. Like, I like this sort of trend of going back and just giving a little boost to an old game so yeah, that I mean I'd take uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City any day. That would be great. Ah, if that if that could <laughs> if that could run in double digits of frames, that would be fucking ideal. That thing bounces about. I mean, I watched you playing it. That thing runs at about ten frames a second. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Aye, but uh, aye. I mean, it's just it's all good all good stuff because I, I like to go back to like games that come out like maybe five six years ago and if you can go back and yeah. it's got little quality of life additions then makes you much more likely to have actually you, stick it through and not go uh. have you played that prey i play played that? the demo but i've not played the full game such a good game it's such a good game i've heard that i've heard it's really good it's like it reminds me of the old uh metroid game like the, the in the way that you kind of have to go back to certain areas after you've got a specific gadget or a gun. Oh, okay. Or, like, you can only get to certain doors with certain key cards. Like, you're in this space station. Like Arkham Asylum. Aye. Aye, it's that kind of like idea where you, you can go back to places, but you're like, oh, I can't get in this door until I go and get that. Yeah. But it's just, like, the story and the atmosphere and everything. Honestly, I was, I was playing it and I was absolutely blown away by that game. And I just didn't expect it to be as good because I just put it on my rental list, right? Uh, and it and it came, and then I was like, "Fucking ass is amazing!" It really, is like one of the best games I've played. I think. Cool. I uh, know. I, I think I'll check it out. It, it always looked good, and like I did enjoy the demo. That's the thing. Like I feel like Bethesda, they've got quite a lot of those games that like they're really good games, but they didn't really sell that much. Like Dishonored, the Dishonored franchise is the same. I fucking love Dishonored. Mm. The, like, you like your stealth, don't you? Ah, so just love it. Like, I'm, like you've got the option in those games. There's three games. Like the third one's technically like an expansion, but it is a standalone game. It's only about five hours long, and like again, four trophies, I suppose. But I would have played it this way anyway. Like I went through all the games with like no alerts, no kills. So you only all you could do was knock people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so much fun. It really is. I absolutely love those games. But again, they didn't sell particularly well. No, no, they're not like the biggest games. No, no, it, it's a shame. Like, I, I wonder if certainly had Microsoft not bought Bethesda, we wouldn't have seen another Dishonored for a while because they wouldn't have had an incentive to make that because it wouldn't. They've got a fair idea at this point; it's not going to do massive sales numbers. Mm-hmm. But at this point, with Microsoft, the audience is and, almost looking up. Arranged for it now, they know yeah. how much probably it's going to sell at this point. Aye, so I, th- I think they, they're more likely to take a punt on it again now, although mm. I still think it'll be a few years. Okay, last up on our news items this week Techland, the studio behind upcoming zombie sequel Dying Light 2, have announced via Twitter that they will provide a developer update on the game. Annoyingly for us, though, this update has been revealed on Wednesday, a day after we recorded the podcast, but a day before it goes out. So, let's speculate on what may have been said and we can fill it up in next week's corrections. Right, they're basically... Because the lead guy left, didn't he? 
a bunch of people have left. I had the lead guy yeah. fucking touched the a sheep or something. The main creative director basically kind of left the game because he was unhappy with his direction and stuff. I, I think there was there was allegations. I think though, All right. allegations possibly. I don't know. He didn't. I just said he touched a sheep. He didn't touch a sheep. But uh, there was <laughs> there was watch you done for slander. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I think I'm sure. Um, I'm not sure. Allegedly, possibly. I think there was something like there was some kind of accusation, and he stepped down. Hmm. But there's a or, or someday at the studio certainly did. Maybe it wasn't him, but there's a few people that have left. I mean, I I, I enjoyed the first one, the the first time. Oh, right? it's great! So I loved it. I hope they've kind of got the studio back on track and the game's back on track. I'm hoping that's what the news is. Like basically, I'm saying that everything's good, the game's progressing well, blah blah. blah. But I think they're, they're going to say like either way. I mean, why why would you come out and go? Uh, we're a wee bit fucked. fucked. Aye, we're a wee bit <laughs> fucked you now. We kind of needed that guy. I wish he didn't shag that sheep. You know what I mean? So, aye, uh, be great if they just come on the stage and went right. So, aye, we fucked it. Basically, aye. we've absolutely fucked it, and we're gonna have to just. We're gonna have. To, we're sorry. We're cancelling the game. It's over. But no, I I think. There was a lot of rumours recently that the game was cancelled. Like, it was obviously unfounded rumours, but there was stuff saying, oh, the game's been cancelled, the game's not in development anymore. And I think this is what's prompted them to come out and formally say that was a lot of shite. Mm. We're still making the game. Like, I saw there was... It wasn't an interview, but there was something... I think it was maybe a tweet from one of the developers or something like that had come out yesterday or today saying that admitting that they announced the game too early so which they probably did i mean it was supposed to release about two years ago so i th- I do think they're just going to come out and say look it is still coming we're really sorry it's taken as long we've had obviously some internal struggles we've had people leaving the studio that set us back covid's been a bastard and just telling you that look it is still coming like i, I think that's all it's going to be i yeah. i think I get the feeling that they'll say that they're still hoping for a 2021 release and then they'll pretty much be safe in the knowledge that I, but see, come August or September, we'll, we'll push it to next year. Like, I don't think it's coming out this year, but I think I think they'll want to sort of imply that it is to keep people interested and then they can always delay it later on. But it's just some, some confirmation that it's still being worked on and they're still mm-hmm. they're still getting there is, is what I want to see because the first game was excellent. So yeah, I'd rather I, just take the time to get it right. I, 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 I don't care how long it takes. Just, just for the love of God, don't cancel it. Okay, so our pick of the week this week is kind of slim pickings. So we've gone with something that was released on March 12th, um, which is Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. So at its heart this is the same Crash Bandicoot 4 that we loved last year when it came to PS4 but the improved loading times alone are enough to make the PS5 version stand out and the enhanced visuals are an added treat seeing Crash in native 4K at 60 frames a second Yep, I've, I've still to uh, check out the PlayStation 5 version but I loved it on PlayStation 4 like I, was playing it today Was he? <laughs> I've got a, I've, I've always, I don't know like I've got a lot of nostalgia for Crash 
Um, like, see, see, thinking back to just earlier on, you saying about how you were quite kind of pally with the teachers at school. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really friendly with, like, I was quite athletic at school. So the 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 class I did best at was PE. Like, I always excelled at PE. So the teacher there loved me, and he was into gaming. So he. I remember, I always remember him coming in one day and saying, oh, have you played Crash Bandicoot? It's brilliant. And I hadn't even heard of it. I was maybe, what, like 13 or something. And I'm just like, no, I must not have bought the PlayStation magazine that month or something. And he was like, I'll bring it in. You can borrow it. So he let me borrow the game. Really? Aye. Uh, and I remember it was like near Christmas time and I had it for like a week or two. And I was like, this is so cool. Because I, I don't know, it just like... I just remember being kind of blown away by it, like the levels where you were like on top of like the hogs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, this is really, really cool. So I don't know. I just I have good fond memories of playing Crash Bandicoot. And although the new one is light years ahead of what those old ones were, like it still keeps the sort of spirit of the old ones. And like, I just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's rock solid. Mm-hmm. It is Dark Souls hard. But it's really good. It is really, really good. And it's a decent pick of the week. You, you ever play any of the Crash Bandicoot games? Yeah, no? yeah. It still, it still feels the same. That's the thing. I like that, though. I'm like, I like that they haven't changed it yeah, that much. Because yeah. there's Cause... nothing else you need to do with it. No. It's, it's just fun. It's like it's like Twitch gaming, in it? Aye. So... But aye, that, I mean, I think I'm about halfway through it. And, I mean, I'm dying about 20 times a level. Like, how anyone has got all the relics or whatever on that, I, I don't understand it. Like, see, having, to get the relics, you have to, like, speedrun the level and get every box at the same time or something like that. It sounds... It just... There's, there's not enough time left in the world for me to be able to get good enough to do that. There's not many games these days where you, it is hard, you know what I mean? And you spend time... Like you, may, you maybe spend like a couple of days or a week stuck on a, a level or something like that. You don't get that very much mm-hmm. anymore. It's, it's very much like a lot of games hold your hand. Definitely. Mm-hmm. experience, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, I remember back in the day like for the... I think it, it must have been the SNES. It was a game called Smash TV. And it was like a kind of... Almost like a futuristic kind of Running Man style kind of game. Do you remember the film Running Man? Yep. With that, the concept... So like you're these two guys and basically it's like in a future dystopian world where uh, basically you're shooting all these kind of aliens and stuff like that, but you're playing for like uh, toasters and stuff like that. Like that's the prizes and stuff. Right. Like money's no longer got its value, you know what I mean? So it's like weird stuff. But I just remember this game was solid. You know, I just remember playing it over and over again and never ever getting past like level three or four. Like just could not get past like the boss guy you know what I mean nah. uh, just like games back then were hard as fuck and there yeah. was no internet with a guide or exactly. a video on YouTube exactly. you know nah. Nah, no cheats that you could mm-hmm. well there was cheats but uh, it just seems these days like games are easier mm-hmm. you know what I mean than oh they, they definitely are I think as well like back in like the time of like the NES and the SNES like a lot of these games could be completed in less than an hour, so they upped the difficulty to give you more of a long-term experience. Well, that, this game was also... I think this game also started out, which you would get a lot back then, because kind of what you just touched on, one of the, I think it was one of the questions last week, was do you think uh, the... What do you call them again? The arcade machines would mm. come back. Ah, so yeah. a lot of games 
that come like came from arcades to the SNES. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, that's yeah. that's like, that that's version of that generation's porting. You would, mm. they would port from an arcade to a SNES game. So the way arcades work is these people want you to put in as much money as possible. So they did ramp up the difficulty, and oh, it's basically I... oh fuck, I've died again. Like fifteen seconds in, another twenty p or another fifty p. Mm. That, that's what it's all about. So when they port it over, it's basically just the same game, but you're sat there for hours and end because you don't need to put in twenty p, and you're just trying hard as fuck to get past this boss. That's impossible. Well, honestly, Crash Bandicoot Four is like that. It is absolutely solid. It's, I mean, don't be wrong play it because it's brilliant and like when you look at it like i haven't played the playstation 5 version but the playstation 4 version i remember looking at it going this looks incredible like it looks pixary like like crashes mm. you can you can tell he's got fur on him like it looks it just looks amazing but it's it's really difficult like if you go back and play the crash bandicoot insane trilogy you remember how hard crash one two not so much three but one and two were this is way harder than any of the other games. Okay, so let's wrap things up with some crazy questions, as always, from our listeners. Jade has wrote in and said, what's your favourite burger establishment? For you, it'd be one that doesn't do cheese or something? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. No cheese, please. Mine would be five guys. Oh, I don't... yeah, 100%, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't... There's not one that near us, so I don't have it that often. That's but that's probably good about it, though. Probably. The fact you don't rip the ass out of it. Aye. Is Plus, if, if there was a if there was a five guys near oh. here, you'd have to roll me down the street. I know. I'd be a I'd fat be bastard. So good. The it's chips amazing. Are so good. Yeah. Like you order a small bag of chips, and it's like fucking massive. Aye. You know what I mean? Because sometimes your your belly gets the bestie, and you go, "I'm gonna have a large," and then you just regret it because it's fucking too much you know what I mean but the yeah, burgers so are excellent the first time we ever went we didn't we didn't know you know oh this men- is mad the menu so How it worked. Yeah, yeah and we saw like I don't know burger or whatever then little burger and we thought oh that must be the kids one and yeah. of course we had Nathan with us at the time who at the time was two um, so he did eat solid food and stuff like that but we thought right just get him that he'll probably have half a burger and a few chips or whatever not realising a little burger is still just a burger still a pretty big burger yeah, yeah this um, was we were going to see an ice hockey game mm-hmm. so we're eating this is an hour before an ice hockey game mm-hmm. and um, so yeah this thing comes we're like oh my god it's absolutely massive but Nathan being the determined little boy that he is at the full thing <laughs> we were almost late getting to the ice hockey because mm. he just he he was he, like throwing a tantrum almost because he was like no I'm, f- I'm finishing this <laughs> I wouldn't stop yeah the entire burger and most of the chips and I honestly ate more than any of us and I was like he's gonna pop because <laughs> you could just see his uh, belly and I'm thinking like the size of that burger and the size of his belly like it, how is that in there doesn't <laughs> match it was mental and like it, there was a food court it was up at Brayhead so there oh, was yeah, like a good. there was a big food court and then we had to go upstairs to the ice hockey and as soon as we finished we're like right let's go so he just got up and started pinging it into the middle of the food court because he wanted to run around and we were, we were just sitting there going well, my cousin was there as well and we were like he's going to spew <laughs> he's going to spew you're going to see gonna... him slowing down because it was as soon as he stopped eating he ate for a solid hour we were nearly late because every time we tried to get him to go away we are like Nathan we're going to need to go we're going to miss we're going to miss face off and he was like nah 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 wouldn't leave 
and he ate this entire thing. <laughs> but uh, so are we all actually agreed then? The five guys. Five guys. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I tell you that that place that's they've got a few places around Ayrshire, but that meet in the middle. It's yeah. pretty good. I'm impressed with that place. Some free pub for that, but their chips are good as well. Really, really good. They do have good chips. Yeah. So they would, to me, actually probably be a close second, but I I don't think you can beat five guys. I just don't think, like, places like McDonald's and Burger King, those burgers are just... You just know it's shite, don't you? It's shite. It's you can really tell it's shite. been microwaved. It's just it's a nonsense. It's just no flavour in it. It seems like you should cover it in tomato ketchup mm. or some of the sauces, which probably most folk end up doing. It's mm. just like eating a bit Maybe of Maybe you should try it with cheese. <laughs> Maybe. See, no, see what? Probably not even real cheese. I mean. Do you know? Do you know what always winds me up about McDonald's? That and like I, I've had so many arguments with them at the drive-through about this. Like I don't like the gherkins and the shite that they put on it. So I always ask for it plain. Mm-hmm. So like a plain cheeseburger. And so you go around and like Jess just gets the normal stuff on it. I I can't. Can't do it. So we'll pull up, and we'll have ordered, she'll have ordered a normal burger, and I'll have ordered the same burger, but plain, right? So they'll give us her stuff, and then they'll say, yours will be ready in a wee minute, can you go and park? And you'll be like, why? What, how, how can you have one that's got... Because they claim that they're not microwaving this food, but you're like, well, why is mine not ready then? Because... If you're making this stuff fresh, then mine should have been ready at the same time because you've had to add extra stuff. It should have been Jess's that took longer because hers has to get more stuff added to it. And not even that much lo- longer. Really. Aye. But no, if you ask for a plane, then they have to go away and do it separately because That's they're obviously good. just pinging them in the microwave. And I've argued this with them before. They don't no, in the I microwave, don't. but they do, pre- like, they do try and churn out what they know is popular. But when Aye. you then ask for a spe- speciality... Plain. <laughs> a speciality. Aye. See, when the normal thing is to put a gherkin on a fucking burger, there's something wrong with the that world. That is weird. That I'm is not weird. a gherkin fan either. No. Boke. Gherkins are good. No. So, do any of you spend much time playing retro games, Jim has wrote in said? Not as much time as I'd like. Nah. I kind of stay away. I mean, I like the nostalgia of and talking about the old games I used to... Mm. But kind of going back and playing them you kind of like you might lose that nostalgia you have yeah. from them because you kind of go this is kind of shit actually you know what I mean just like because back even like with the example with Vice City the controls are just so fucked up mm. I mean pressing X to accelerate that just seems so foreign now and it, it's stuff like that that makes you kind of like maybe like taints the experience a yeah. little so I kind of st- I stay away yeah. from it um, our daughter was gifted a camera, like a little kiddie camera, um, but it ha- like I noticed that it said it had games on it, and I was like, "That's weird." And then I found Snake on it, and I was like, oh. "Snake!" Holy but I was fuck. like, and it, the, obviously you were playing it on a camera, so it wasn't you know your one yeah. to nine buttons. But I'm like, I need a Nokia thirty two ten so I can play. Oh Snake. man, <laughs> Snake was good, timeless. That, that, that's like a, just like one of the things you remember from school. Yeah, yeah. Snake. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I would like to have time to... I feel like there's some retro games that hold up, like Super Mario World for the SNES. It's as good, oh, now. Yeah. It's as good now as it was then. Yeah. Some of these games are... The more but... simple the, the, the concept, mm. the better it holds up. So like that, I mean, literally, just you're just jumping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's timing. Mm-hmm. 
So like, you can't really go wrong with that. And even like playing, because me and Lisa were playing through Super Mario Three. Yep. Uh, lately, and it's like it's again it's hard, but and and the fact that it's like the graphics are like, what was it nineteen ninety three that game came out? So like it's over twenty years old, but you don't care about the graphics because it's because it's Mario. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. it was like a trying to be like a re- realistic game. Like again, like Vice City, you kind of like that dates, yeah. you know, what I mean? because it's more yeah. trying to be a realistic game. But something like cartoony, like Crash Bandicoot and Mario and that, they're kind of like timeless mm-hmm. games because you can always go back to them. You know what I mean? Definitely. I love Mario. Mario is brilliant. Aye, it is brilliant. Like I, I would like to get the time to play more retro games, but I don't even get the time to play keep up all the games that I need to keep up with yeah, as exactly. it is. That's, so, that's, that's another reason is just the amount of cheered gaming you've got. Aye. It's yeah. impossible to keep up these days. No. There's too much good stuff. Trying to keep up with all the new stuff and then go back, that's pretty hard. Aye. And finally, Terry wrote into us and said, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat film trailer? I thought it looked really good. I hadn't, but I stuck it on right before we started recording this podcast just because I knew this question was coming up and unlike Terry to be right but aye it does actually look really good I like I like the look of it what do you think Andy? I am and sometimes it's good to watch a movie where you can just turn your brain off and that's a movie like it definitely looks like that doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> it so looks you, need, like... you need films like that though it's not, you don't always want to watch a film that's going to look challenge you you know what I mean to, to think about something or you have to totally engage in it sometimes you just want to sit there and go right entertain me and that's probably going to do that you know what I mean oh I think it definitely will it, it looks good I've never been a massive Mortal Kombat fan like I don't I couldn't really name many of the characters like I can I, they're iconic their looks are iconic to me yeah. but not so much like I know more of the Street Fighter characters than I know of Mortal Kombat but the film I mean the film looks devastating which it, it looks really good like right. you just you want some good action and that looks like it's going to give you that uh, so deliver. and it's out soon which is pretty good out in april cool thanks terry and big happy 40th when it comes on sunday i'm gonna get you good <laughs> good okay so that wraps things up for this week as always make sure you're following us on twitter for all the latest gaming news and reviews we actually had a review go up on our website for two point hospital the jumbo edition so that's now live if you want to check it out um, and see what katie pederson thought of it we'll be back next week with another episode and yeah that's about us and more crazy stories probably well here's hoping i'll try not get punched this week (laughs) (laughs) bye bye everyone cheers folks